You know who it is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle in the building. It's the hottest time in the 219. Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for listening to the sizzle, the hottest talk show in the 219. We're here with you every Saturday night from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share the sizzle. Hashtag the sizzle 219 on every social media platform you're on and wherever you get your favorite podcast. We are the sizzle here on Gary's Voice of Education, WGVE 88.7 FM. Listen, you know who is the hottest announcers in the place. He's Jay Sizzle. Yes, sir. I'm G Sizzle. Man, we've come to talk to you about everything, everything that's hot. Everything that's sports-related, music-related, and culture-related, you know it talked about it here, right here. I'm going to say it right there, like that. You know what? When you say it right here, like that, right here, that right reminds her. me of, you know, down there in New Orleans, <laughs> you know, Fat Tuesday, you know. Right here? We got, we, got, we got some baguettes going. Yeah, baguettes for everything. And everything, crawfish. Yeah, everything has crawfish. In <laughs> See, it's <laughs> always hot. It's always What's hot. going on, man? Listen, man, we're chilling. Listen, if you want to call in, listen, make sure that you're calling in the right number. So, everybody, I've got some messages. I got some stuff in the voicemail bag. If you want to leave a message on the voicemail bag, our voicemail bag is Uh 219-885-9156. That's 219-885-9156. Leave your thoughts, your shout-outs, or just leave a request. Listen, and if you want to reach us here in the studio, when we open up the phone lines, the show phone line is, and that's to call into the studio. That's 219-962-9483. That's 219-962-9483. Listen, this is going to be a hot show. We're going to have, we got guests coming, man. We We do. We got a lot going on. I got some issues though. Uh Uh-oh. You know, you know, I'm the one got to answer the phones over here. Uh, I did good last week, though. You did, and so I am confident everything's going to work. I'm glad you are, because I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be pushing buttons over here. I hope you get, on, hope you get on. <laughs> Our sign language line is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's always a crapshoot when I'm over here behind the board. Now, Ooh, I don't know. Listen, today's show is going to be hot. We're going to have Frank Marshall. That's, That's right. right, Frank the Tank of the CCP Network is going to be. In studio, well, on the dumb button. Let help you there. <laughs> <laughs> Why need a dumb button for Frank? <laughs> it just depends on how spicy he's gonna get. Cause yeah. you know how Frank is. Frank yeah. is passionate, and there's nobody better to talk about the Bears and what's going on with the Chicago Bears right now. Listen, man, in the 8.30 time, we're going to talk some money lines. We're going to talk about what's the betting line on some of the games this weekend. Yeah, make a little dollars. And make you some money. And if you get some, you can send some this way, honey. We need need wings also. Yes. Yes, we do. We do need wings. Listen, man, we've also got a special guest coming in at 9 o'clock, and we're going to do some things around there. And we're going to talk about the Chicago Bulls and the NBA season tournament. To? Yes, we do. I yes, want, we do. Do we have do. to talk about the Bulls, though? Yes, we do. Most definitely, because this is your spot for the Bulls. All of your information for Chicago <laughs> sports, you got to get here. Yeah. Well, you know what? We always have the good takes over here, um, especially when it comes to the Bulls, especially with my favorite player, your favorite player, the, <laughs> the leprechaun kid. You know what I'm saying? He's your friend, my friend, 
They're number four overall. Hey, man, that kid wants $20 million and said, you're going to pay me to play me, baby. But when we get to that segment, I got a whole, I'm going to break out a number of soapboxes and just start stacking them on top of each other with super glue. You know, they got a super glue right now that'll, that'll hold up like the, like five tons or something like that, one drop. I saw it on TV. That's ridiculous. You know, if it's on TV, it's on, it, it's it has to be real. Yeah. So, you know, at 10 o'clock, we also have the sizzle mix. So, you know, we always bring you the freshest mix with DJ Jay Sizzle behind the board. And, man, we got a lot to talk about. So, it's a lot going on. It's just going to be one of those shows. It's going to be a lot, and it's going to be hot. You know, I was over there recently just bumping the box over there at Belvedere. Is it Beaverdere? Beaverdere? Elementary school? Beverage. Beverage. I was close. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was trying to get there. I drove up the wrong, the the one way street the wrong way. (laughs) I was on the way for the children's. (laughs) But man, I tell you, we had a ball over there. We had uh, teachers were there and administration. The kids were having a ball. There's nothing like kids, balloon, cupcakes, and music. We was in the electric slide, and them kids were running up to the board at top speed and sliding on the floor right about an inch away from my DJ. I've never been so afraid in all my life, but (laughs) listen, man, we got a lot to talk about. So what we're going to do now is we're going to come back in a few more seconds. We're going to come back and because, you know, we got to start the show off right with our our starter, man. We just came in, jumped in because we were so excited to talk to you. Yeah, that's what happens. So listen, going to let you hear our theme music for a little bit longer. And then we're going to come back and talk a little Chicago Bears football. on WGVE 88.7 FM. WGVE. Sizzle, baby! Sizzle! Keep sizzling. Great things take time. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Wow, bro. That's crazy. That's so Oh, it's hot, baby. Hot. Woo! Hot fire. Pull up me. Jason, let's do some talking, man. Let's do some talking, man. Look here, man. We got to talk about the Chicago Bears. And we got to talk. About, we, got, we got some Bears talk to talk we do, about. You know what? We actually have some good Bears talk to talk about today. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's a lot that, that has gone on. If you were under a rock or in a cave and didn't hear about what happened with the Chicago Bears in the past week, this is the time to really have some conversation about the Chicago Bears and where this is all headed and how we're going to get there. And so right now with the Chicago Bears, one of the biggest things is that came out of the trade deadline is the Chicago Bears got themselves a pass rusher. A pass rusher, man. I Okay. Let's just talk about it because the first thing is we know that the Bears, there was talk of a pass rusher, 
But the pass rusher we have is not the pass rusher that we had thought was going to be on the menu available for the Bears when the trade down. What we thought and what the rumor in the mill was was the Patreon. this young fella chase young just stay outside and come in and do what you do normally is which upsets offensive coordinator sleep patterns so but can he stay out that's the that's the problem and you wonder how much spotted duty he's going to get with the 49ers because i can't see him being a three down player that's the thing so everyone was thinking okay you go chase young and even if it didn't make too much sense, there's a natural connection to he and Justin Fields yeah. play together. This is a player that you think You're he's a generational player. He's a difference maker. Skillet I want to say he's had something like nine sacks in his, the last three games. You know who it is. You know what it is. He's it's the sizzle in the so building. Would help, and uh, we're here Justin to Fields talk a little football. But one of the biggest stories you? going on <laughs> in the world of football know, right now is the New York Jets. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Jets have now become the team du jour of the NFL. Everybody's talking about them. They're going to be shows about them. And probably him. people in funny-looking jerseys running around with Jets gear on. But right now, one of the biggest stories is what's going on the shake-up in their receiver guy. Okay, a friend that, you know... The yeah, first question and me. the most Sometimes important question to me you just is reach out your hand. What? Well, and wherever I am, mm-hmm. I'll come running to see you again. Wow, ain't no mountain high now. Winter, spring, summer, or fall. You know, if that's the case, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but they said, okay, all right, maybe that's not going to work because you know this is a kid who has not played a whole season yet. No, and and why do we think? And why do we think history is history for a reason? Right, we, we we go back and we look at what has happened, the pros and the cons, the 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 options about what's going to happen with this guy. We know at some point in time he's going to come up gimpy again. We know that because he has not been able to stay healthy, and there's no other reason to believe that he's not going to fall into the same pattern again. You know, I just look at the forty. I think forty nine is going to be real spotty with him. You know they're they're going to bring him in when they when they need him to go. You know I, I don't I I'll, I'll be surprised if he takes a third of the snaps on defense. Well, okay, so now you know that there's a situational pass rusher for the 49ers, yeah, which is Chase Young. But the Bears then maneuvered 
and got Montez Sweat, which had been a discussion point at the beginning of the summer. Yeah. Remember when everybody it, – it, it seemed like a fate of complete with this Washington thing that they were going to get rid of some defensive linemen or defensive players. But who knew they were going to get a, rid of both of their edge rushers? Well, the issue is on this one, though, did we give up too much too early for Montez Sweat? I called him the Tasmanian Devil. See what I did right there? I see what you did right there. That was better than what Molly Curram did what you on did? Uh, first take when she asked, was he related, related to Keith Sweat? You know, <laughs> I, nope. can, I can so, I can nope. so see – Molly Quirm actually saying that yes. with that look on her face. And she was serious. I love, I love, I love me some Molly Quirm because she's just there. First of all, <laughs> for those just as a, as a tidbit, because, yeah. you know, we are DJs on the weekend. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Keith Sweat's real name is not Keith Sweat. No, it's not, people. Do you know yeah. I actually bodyguarded Keith Sweat when he was in Milwaukee when I want her first came out? Really? I want her. Yep, yep, yep. I was up there. We was up in a little small club, held about a hundred people. Giddy, giddy, giddy. And he was, and he was up in the DJ. You know, you know when the DJ booth is at the top of the ceiling. Yes. Where you got to keep your head ducked yes. down. Remember that one? Yeah, yes. he was up there. So yes, he was singing out of the DJ corner. He was out of the DJ corner with a bad microphone. I wanna. Yep. yep was that yep. the only place they could keep him secure? You know what? I'm telling you what. It, that was you talk about Milwaukee back in the day. <laughs> but yeah. Milwaukee, Milwaukee was just a big South Side of Chicago. It was a little rough. It, it's still a little rough. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. It was. Yeah, yeah but, but, that, that was fun days. I, I got out of the car. Somebody thought I was heavy D, heavy D, and heavy D in the boys. You know, funny enough, I remember heavy D was here at uh, the Land Fair. I went to the first time I saw him in concert uh-huh. was actually in Gary at the Land Fair. Yeah, uh, really good guy really nice and I was young so I don't even know if I was supposed to have been in there but whatever I was there it was heavy D it was amazing but no ladies and gentlemen Montez Sweat is not related to Keith Sweat but he did make some people sweat when there was the talk of a second round pick that was sent for him and then they were like oh my god they is not gonna resign him and how you gonna just just going to trade for him, and you, you can't, don't resign him, and then he's going to leave, and then nobody's going to be there, and it's going to be terrible. You know, the amazing thing about this, they did a poll of Washington Commanders fans, okay, and 78% of them believed that the Commanders got the best of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could probably, it's probably the same people who were the uh, Baltimore Ravens people, and I know 100% of the Pittsburgh Steelers polled say that the the Steelers got the best of the Chase uh, Claypool well, trade. They, they did get the best of the Chase Claypool. But where's Chase Claypool at now? Might exactly. be cut again. Exactly. Might you know, be. He may not make it to the Chiefs-Dolphin game. That's all know, I'm going to say. Yeah, he, he's, you know. It, if he's not on the plane right now, he's not over there. Yeah, I, ju- I just don't understand um, – the attitudes of some of these young players. But some of these big numbers they're checking out. Did you see what what is the magical number here they're talking about for Mr. Sweat? Yep, yep. I'm just gonna every time I say his name, I'm just gonna say yep, yep. Um He wants that money. I um, understand. Was that yep. ninety million, my friend? Ninety eight million. Oh, Claude. Oh, Claude. 
Oh. With seventy-two million of it guaranteed, Claude, I was I was a generation too early Claude. in my foot in my football uh, playing them. Because uh, how are these guys making? Okay, at what point in time, how are you paying these people this much money? Well, again, it, it goes back to, and we always have this conversation. It yeah. goes back to what the market will bear. Absolutely, and so. I'm not upset if you pay a Montez Sweat $98 million. I am upset if Montez Sweat is not worth $98 million. And this is what I'm saying. Because you got Andrew Billings, right, just signed a two-year deal for $8.5 million. Now, that's a boatload of cash, too, for an interior lineman. But Montez Sweat is making more than uh, 90%. I mean, he is making way more. Then Billings is going to make it. I wonder how that's going to pan out on his defensive line when Sweat's not putting up these huge numbers because he doesn't have that commander's defensive line up there to offset some of that stuff that's going on. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know, Montez Sweat, 27 years old, 6'6", uh, career numbers of 35 total sacks. He signed a four-year extension worth $98 million. That's of new money, all right, yeah. which averages about $24.5 per year. He gets $72,865 million. Now, that is guaranteed, right? Yeah. On a deal. Are you ready for this one? Go ahead. That's worth, its actual value is worth $105 million. And what I understand is that he's front-loaded to 2025 to get like $52 million up front. What's the incentive to keep playing? Uh, shout out to Clutch Sports. Man, That's all I can say. Shout out to get, Clutch Sports. them paid. I am, look, Clutch Sports get everybody paid. I don't know why more people aren't signed because Clutch gets them paid. There's no doubt about that. No doubt whatsoever. Now, I'm, okay, here's the question. Is he worth that much money? All right. So there are some people who say, is any player worth that kind of money? And there would there are those who would say no. If you're the Bears, Saquon Montez Sweat. Say it with some respect. You have to. Because he is my new best friend, bestie, bestie. He's my new bestie. He is the new leader of your defense. He's the bestie with the te- look. Let me ask you a question: Has Montez Sweat at twenty-seven years old now? Can he be the leader of the defense? Oh, it's no. It, just because you, you make highest, this kind of money, just because you're the highest paid, don't mean don't well, that don't now, mean that don't mean it doesn't that. mean it. But, okay, we have this same conversation when we talk about Zach Levine. Um, well, with Zach Somewhere Levine is, around this mountain, you're still the leader. You're the highest paid person in the room. Well, he's still trying to catch up with the train. He ain't, he, he ain't driving that train. He's not even on it. He's not driving the Bulls train. We know that. He's not on it. It's, it's, it's like the Bulls train is headed downhill careening downhill and you got Wild E. Coyote holding on to the break. Look, man, I don't want to talk about it early, but we're going to talk about a cat that has a career average of 20 points, mm-hmm. four assists, yeah. and four rebounds. But we'll talk about that. Yeah, that, yeah, that's one of my favorite players, too. 
So Montez Sweat yeah. is now the focal point of your defense. And to your point, Jay, the commanders never had a feared defense. They had good interior players, but you never said to yourself, oh, God. Here come the commanders. We got to play the commanders. Today. First thing, first thing, that is the world's – that is the um, pro sports' worst name, the commanders. Out of all, uh, out of all the names they could have came up with, I'd rather them be the Hummingbirds or something like that. The Commanders is a terrible name. Is it not terrible? Terrible. The hummingbirds. The humming. I rather because because it, it's just really ridiculous. But what what are we commanding? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to know what that. Why? Listen, you thought you got me. You almost had me at a point where I didn't have an answer for you, but I do have an answer for you. I tell you what you're commanding. You're commanding some. You gave the owner enough money to go away. Yeah, to go bye bye. Here's how bad the commanders are. Yeah. They had an offer for more money to buy their franchise and took less. And said, nope. That's just them. That's commanders. And now they saw and now that franchise went and pulled the wool over the Bears. Because unless, unless wait, 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 wait. Now, did they pull the wool or has the wool been pulled already on the Chicago Bears? Well, look, here's the thing. I think they have so much money. Right now, that Ryan Poles has to get splashes. He couldn't have came out of this uh, friend, this 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 trade deadline without a big name. You know, he, he he couldn't he couldn't have just come through this and you know we got another center or something like that. He he had to come out with a big name. He had to pay for a bigger name. This guy is now one of the top five um, highest paid edge edge rushers in the league right now. But the question is now. Can the Bears use this guy to win? Because here's here's what I'm scared of. I heard Eberflus um, talk about him already, and they're talking about moving him around inside inside in different rush parts of the defense. He doesn't need to be at the three technique ever. He doesn't. That's not his forte. He's only 260 pounds. I wish 260 pounds would line up at the three technique. We would audible and run the ball at him, and and we would just audible. All game. We would just run the ball at him. All game. And we're just going to double. We're just going to double him and beat him, and beat him down. I mean, just all game. We're coming in. We're laning. We're going to chop him down on the inside. I mean, we're going to go after him on the. I mean, that's what we're going to do. From an offensive lineman, say, I wish I saw two hundred sixty pounds sitting into an edge rusher on the inside where he can't get away on both sides. Oh, we're <laughs> tag. We're tagging him. We're both going to get on him and get our eyes up to that linebacker. We're just going to take him down the field three, four yards, you know. And then a guy like that with those long legs, he's six foot six. You don't want that guy on the interior of that defensive line. You want that guy stand right. on the outside where he lives. This is what I don't like that the Bears do. They did the same thing with another administration. Did the same thing with Long. Got him jacked up playing tackle. Should have left him at guard. He'd been an All Pro. He just well, stayed there. Well, you did the same thing with Khalil Mack also. Yeah, why you moved him all over the place, and then you knew he was already injury prone. You leave him where he eats and sleeps. You put him on the outside. You isolate him on a tackle by himself. By the way you set your defense, you overload one side, forcing them to go to that backside or forcing them to go to the front side. You leave Khalil Mack alone on the backside, one-on-one, right, and let's go let him go to work. If you're not going to go, if you're going to try to chip Khalil Mack, that means that that back gets out late. 
Now you got heat coming from the front side. You leave him where he eats. It's just you just don't take these guys and then put them down in the three technique or the one technique because it's an obvious. Look, let me tell you something. If it's early in the game and I see him down at the one technique, we're audibly running the football at him. I don't care. I don't care if we um, have to punt after that. If I get a chance to put hats on him, if I get a hat to get down into his legs and chop his legs out from underneath, if I get, and these guys don't wear knee pads anymore. So – I don't understand any of this, especially those edge rushers. You got how many guys? How many guys you see holding their knees every game because they get a helmet to the knee, and you wonder why? Well, well how come you don't have a knee pad on? Why? Why is your knee pad at your thigh board? It just don't. It just. It just don't make no kind of sense. If you're not wearing knee pads in the game of football. So if you're not going to wear one, I'm down, and you don't have no knee braces on, I'm down in there. I'm down in there twice on Sunday. Come on down here, play this three technique. Matter of fact, we're going to set this, we're going to make you play this down up in here. We're going to set up so we're going to see the tendencies, and we hope you put him down at the three technique because we're going to bang away at him. You know, it just it's it is it's something we're going to talk about a little bit more, and we're going to talk about it more in the nine o'clock hour. We're going to talk some more about what this move for the Bears, what it means, and how is this all going to work. We're going to talk Montez Sweat. We're going to talk Tyson Bajan. And, Jay, we're going to talk about not only draft picks, but we're also going to talk about how you make some money. That's right. And we're not going to forget, we're going to pay off on the money lines for week nine because it's a lot of stuff getting ready to go on. It's a lot of moves. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when you get your money, you better send something this way. That's all I'm saying. Don't 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 be like that. Yeah, I I don't understand how you see the sizzle here. You, you should see our faces in distress over here because we are sans chicken wings right now. And <laughs> won't you, won't you please help a, a young sizzleette over here? The, the little sizzlers. Won't you help? Can't you? Now? Can you help? <laughs> Can you help? Just give one wing. What no, wing? One wing. wing. Well, just one wing. Are we full wings or are we just them little wing, winglets? No, no wingettes, no wingdings, no boneless wings. Because I get mad when they just throw the, and they throw the flats at you like it's a whole, like it's a wing. Oh, here's some six wings and you has got a boatload of flats. No, no. It's like, you know, I don't no. understand. I don't understand any of this. This is foolishness. But you know who it is. It's the sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FL. Get ready to feel the heat with The Sizzle, the hottest talk show in the region. Brought to you by Iron Skillet Media. Brace yourself for the hottest talk show around. Hosted by J&G Sizzle. Make sure that you don't miss out on any of the action. Like, subscribe, and share The Sizzle 219 across all your social media platforms from YouTube to TikTok. Also, find us on your favorite podcast platforms. It's time to turn up the heat with the sizzle. Dinda da do do do, 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 dinda
you're listening to The Sizzle on WGVE 88.7 FM. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, looks like you've been housed. That's right. You know who's in the building. Jay Sizzle's in the building. G Sizzle's in the building. It's the sizzle here on WGVE 88.7 FM. We were talking about the Chicago Bears when we left, but before we get to some more Bears talk, one of the most important things is you've got to make sure that you are secure. That means you got to make sure that you're warm out there and you got to make sure that you're keeping yourself warm. What's wrong? So, uh, <laughs> are we, uh, we're so going to come over and start a bonfire for you? We clean it, we, we chimney sweeping. What are we doing? Well, if we, well, <laughs> we could do a chimney sweep business. Oh, and, but. You might have a real sizzle going on. You know what? Especially they got the. Especially they got the. Can we come down the chimney? It'll be ho ho. Oh no no. You know what I'm saying? Santa ain't coming down that chimney. Ain't no sleigh landing. None of that's happening. We had to wait. We had to wait for the spring thaw. What happens to young people, or especially babies, who are waiting for Santa to come down their chimney, but they don't have a chimney? Look, Santa figures it out, man. You know, Santa. Santa has plenty of ways now. You know, we got holographic Santas. You know what I'm saying? We got, we got virtual Santas. We got TikTok Santas. You know, Santa figured out a way to get there. But I, I'm, I'm serious for those, our, our listeners and those in the region. Man, listen, there is no reason to be without power, without food, without some of the essentials you need. And if that's the case, then you get yourself on and you find out what programs that NIPSCO has available for you. I guess they have a few of them. They do. They have a couple of programs that are available to you. You go on NIPSCO on their website and find out some of the programs that they have available that you can use. And also, there are some government programs through the state of Indiana for natural gas. And you can go. It's a choice program for natural gas for those of you who will need gas, especially as the winter is approaching. And as you saw a couple of days ago, Jay, uh, winter came and gave us a, it gave us a, what do you call it? Like a, a, um, a, a teaser. That wasn't a teaser. That was a freezer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a teaser pleaser. And listen, you've got to, you've got to make sure that you and your family and the rest of everyone that is watching and, and depending on you for energy, you make sure that you got some energy and you got some stuff going on at your house. Yeah, just make sure. Look, you know, the winter's coming. Winter's coming. You know, they, hmm. they said that in the Game of Thrones. Winter is coming. Listen, I didn't know because I wasn't a Game of Thrones person. How dare you, sir? I was Rich Sizzle is. And he had said, he continuously said about watching Game of Thrones but one of the first things I got from the Game of Thrones was I learned very quickly winter is coming. You know, I was real late to the Game of Thrones. I was like well off into almost the third season or so. And and my son was like, Dad, you got to watch Game of Thrones. I said, I just can't get past the dragons flying around. But 
once you get started, it is something else. And you, you know, and you, you feel a certain way about the Mother of Dragons, you know. And uh, yeah, the Game of Thrones is, was one of the better series out there. Are you, are you a Yellowstone dude? I started watching it. Uh, interesting storyline. I'll yeah. put it that way. Um, hmm. Interesting. I'll I, I watch it. I'll put it that way. Now, I'm not going to watch the offshoots like the 1814. That's, actually, that's actually not bad, though. I actually, watched, actually watched one of those. That's not too bad because they, they, had, they had it rough and going. But to me, Yellowstone is very predictable. Okay. You know, it's just very, you know what's going to happen for the most part. You know what's going to happen with all the kids. And it's just, it's just, there's nothing. They need to knock somebody off at some point in time. They haven't really done that yet, I don't think. You know, somebody needs to go. And, uh, oh, let me ask you a question. Were you, were you, were you old enough for the Dallas series? Yes, everybody. Every, was that Thursday night or was that Tuesday night? Man, what was that? Man, that was yeah. that was must see TV. What Alexis? Yeah, I mean, you had all of those things in there, and everything about because I thought I was going to grow up to be like Jr. We got to be able to wear the hat, though. Well, that's one of the things. Um, there's something else I think I'm missing, but you know, I'll move past that. But uh, I don't have any oil money, sir. Well, we could always get some five W thirty down at the local. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what, what's going on, man? We were we were talking we were talking a little bear there earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, I know we had a couple other subjects we were going to hit. Uh, I think somebody called, and uh, you know me on the phone. Uh, no, <laughs> no you do but this I was time. good. I had them, uh-huh. and then he went off into the ether. So, oh, they left. So whoever that was can call back. Okay, well, you know, the lines are open, so listen, if you want to call into the line, make sure you can call in. We've got phone lines available for you, 219-962-9483. That's 219-962-9483. That's to call into the studio. But the key here, Jay, is we were talking about what are the Bears going to do. We talked a little bit about Montez Sweat and the draft capital. And I'm not going to – I'm not one who's going to get emotional about the second-round draft pick. Well, okay. Can I, let me let me take 27 seconds on that. Please. All right. So there, there's all oh, the second-round the second pick could have been no pick number 37, 38, 39. Do you honestly think that we're going to get somebody out of the draft that's going to outplay the fifth-best edge rusher in the NFL right now? There were a lot of young men. There was a young man coming in from Alabama, edge rusher in the 23 class. There are a couple of those guys who were there, had some guys from Clemson, had some other guys. Only one guy that I've heard talked about, and that's Javon Carter. Yeah. Other than that, you don't hear about Will Smith, and you don't hear about Will Anderson, you don't hear about these guys because it is hard as a rookie. It's almost impossible for rookie tight ends. But unless you're a running back with your natural position, you just run. And even then, you got to figure out how to hold on to the ball, know what position you're supposed to be in. Can you catch in the flat? Can you do all the little things? Can you pick up the blitz? Yeah. But edge rushers in the league as rookies? And and this is why I was saying, oh, you know, they spend too much. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think there's 37, 38 
pick in the lead, in the in the draft was going to come in and make as much of an impact as this guy's going to make right from the get go. I mean, you got to think about it. He has 27 years old. We're catching him at his prime. We got about maybe three more years of him at his prime. You know, probably overpaid a little bit. At least I think so. But everybody need to get their money. I'm mad I didn't get mine. But um, beyond all that, I think you're going to get a guy um, keep Sands injury that he's going to be ready to go. What I don't want to see the Bears do is sit him down there in the three technique and think, you know, oh, we're going to do it like we did with Khalil Mack. Because when they put Khalil Mack down there, he got beat up. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I hope they put I hope they put them little 250-pound guys in down there. Unless you're Aaron Donaldson. Unless you're Aaron Donaldson, you know, you don't need you don't belong down there as a three technique. Well, the one thing we will say is that it is nine o'clock in the region. Here you're listening to the sizzle. It is forty three degrees outside. Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I always do. Uh, and do the time roll back, roll forward, do something here pretty soon. Listen, man, time is getting ready to move. And you know what else is getting ready to move? On Tuesday, voting's getting ready to move. Yeah. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you have not voted, this is the big one. For those of you who this is not, this is, it's a, it's not the primary, this is the general, but this is the one that finalizes everything you've got to do. November 5th, it happens every year. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and let's not do it the Chicago way, vote early and vote often. Let's not do that. Yes. You know, <laughs> but let's get out there and vote because it is super important. Mm-hmm. That you go out and vote. You cannot complain if you did not put your ballot in the ballot box. So on Tuesday, you know, it's always those Super Tuesdays. Make sure that you're going out if you got to go in a little bit. And most places now, even the NFL, NBA, they're cutting games or they're not having games on voter day. So you can get there and tell your employer, I need to go vote. Yeah, and, and, and here's the thing about it. This is the most important thing you can do as a citizen, I believe, mm-hmm. is to go out and vote. Um, because this is what a democracy, even though we're a, a republic, um, we're, we're a representative democracy, not a true, um, you know, 50, 50%, 51%, when it's not set up that way, and thank God it isn't, because you would have everybody doing what the East Coast and West Coast did, and nobody in the middle of the country would be represented. But um, this is the time to go out there. And a lot of times, too, people, especially when you're in a blue or a red area, you think, ah, my, my vote's not going to make a difference. You'll be surprised. Uh, that vote makes a huge difference. So, Young people, and I've had this conversation with young people, and I'll continue to have this conversation they always think my vote doesn't count. It doesn't matter because, you know, the president, we're talking about issues that affect you directly. Your taxes, your sheriff, your judges, absolutely, your coroner, all of these things that are local issues, they affect the bigger picture. That affects if you get a beverage tax, if you get a wheel tax, if you get a city council that says, hey, we're going to ban some things or, hey, we're going to bring in immigrants and we're going to bring in those who have been displaced and put them in your area. Yeah, and and the big thing, too, a lot of money gets moved around by Mm -hmm. who's in office. So Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for money to come into your district, your school districts and places like that, you want money for development to come into your areas, this is the time to you have to get out and vote. If you don't get out and vote, um, the people in these areas won't have the ability to represent you in the correct manner. Choose. And uh, whoever you choose is up to you, but you need to go out there and definitely let's get out and vote. Um, it is the American thing to do. 
um, because this is one of the great things, especially on um, people who are, were disenfranchised for many, many years. Um, it's within my lifetime that we have had the real right to vote. And so, and I'm only 60 years old. So let's get out here and vote. Um, make sure you make it to the polls. I know, uh, I know we're having a asynchronous day or synchronous day, I believe on the, uh, uh, on the seventh. Is it seventh? That's correct. The yeah. So I think, I think we're not in school that day. So, uh, if I'm correct, I think so. I got to get the part, but, um, I know we're on a synchronous day that day. So, uh, yeah, get out and vote definitely and tell your young people they're 18. Hopefully they went and registered, um, but definitely they need to be part of the political process. They need to be a part of the political process. You need to be a part of it. It's something that my family has always done and done proudly. I know yours has and others who are listening. So make sure it's not just the American thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Go out and vote. Listen to me sounding just like a PSA, but only I don't get money for it. And we don't get chicken wings either. I'm, you know, I don't understand what we there, do. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, I, look, one thing I do, I stay focused and on point. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm trying to do. I went out to a certain establishment today and, and uh, got a hot link today. I'm okay. Not, and it, 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 was, it was tasty. Mm, I don't like how you said that. It was, it was tasty. I don't like tasty. I want it to be delicious. I want it to be scrumptious. I want it to be scrum dillyumptious. Wow. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to find scrum delicious. Well, I mean, if you look at the Dunkin' Donut commercials, you got ice spice on there. I don't like ice spice in my coffee, though. Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if you would have ice spice with coffee. No, I don't want ice spice in my coffee. I want regular coffee. Oh, do, you, do you like the cold coffees? I'm not a cold. I'm not a coffee person. Period. So I've been drinking more coffee lately for some cold, reason. Cold, hot. It just it's not. Just, my probably thing. the last six months, I've been having some cafes here. I don't know what that's all about. I feel a little. I, mm-hmm. I feel a little maybe my Europeans coming out at me. Okay, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> moving right along. So yeah. listen, let's get back to this whole thing. Let's stay focused then on the Chicago Bears. Okay. And Jay, this weekend the Bears have a. Not a Herculean task because they actually, uh-huh. actually, they if you look at the schedule, I'm looking at the schedule right now. Okay. So right now, um, you see you see some wins there. You have New Orleans, Carolina, Detroit, Minnesota, Detroit, Cleveland, Arizona, Atlanta, and Green Bay to finish out the season. People forget this is only. A, a 17-game season, and it goes quickly. You you don't think about it. You're already – we're already in week nine. I mean, it's almost Thanksgiving. And, you know, Thanksgiving, you know, we, we get some bad games on Thanksgiving. We never get the good games on Thanksgiving. Always get That's the, the bye-bye line, uh, yeah. and the Bears are on bye this year on week 13. Yeah. So when they come back, they come back to some hard scheduling. They come back to Detroit and then Cleveland. Arizona, Atlanta, maybe Green Bay. Those are wins they can pick up. Minnesota now with their quarterback out on IR. Yeah. Possible. I'm not sure what to make of Detroit, even though everyone has already anointed them and crowned them. Still not sold that Detroit is who they think they are. Well, Detroit. But you've got to win. You can definitely pick up a win in Carolina next week. Well, I don't But my thing about them definite ones, when those two teams come together and they're bottom feeders, 
they tend to see fireworks go off at those games. Mm-hmm. And usually that team on the bottom because they want they want to win. You know, they, they, they have some pride going on. And then we also got to look at – we might see the emergence of number one um, during that period Well, of time. That, here's, the, here's the thing. We're, t- we're talking about it and we need to talk about it because the Bears will be heading to New Orleans tomorrow. It's a noon kickoff game on CBS. I don't think the Bears have won in New Orleans since the 90s. Since the Superdome era? It's been rough. It's rough sledding for them in New Orleans. This is not a scary New Orleans team, but it's a team now that's had a renaissance and they've gotten better and they're getting better. Well, this is the problem with the Bears. The the Bears are porous. Mm -hmm. Porous. I mean, you saw last week. That's probably... That was one of the saddest games. And I, it was sad on multiple levels, but it was one of the saddest games. The only thing that was amazing about that game was I was at an establishment with a wonderful waitress, and the wings were amazing, and everything else sucked. Well, here's the thing about it. The Bear just could not stop the run game. They couldn't. They tackle. couldn't stop any game. They couldn't start their game. They couldn't tackle, and I just don't understand why in this NFL now we just start diving for ankles. Well, wait, wait before we get ready to go because we're going to spray all across the field. Let's talk about someone in particular, yeah. someone who had a bad game. Now you may say nah, it wasn't that bad. Oh, he was okay. No, let's judge him through the lens of what everybody else is judged. Let's judge some of those Tyson Badgett throws. Young man, if they look open in the league, they are not open. Well, true. You cannot underthrow the ball. You, if you can't make that out. Now, here's the big one, Jay. Now, this is where the rubber hits the road when it comes to Tyson Badgett. We hear all this good stuff and how he should be prepared and Justin should prepare like him. Woo, woo, woo. Um, one, two, three. I want to say, from I think from my notes, Tyson Badgett should have walked away with at least six interceptions from that game. Well, yeah, and you look at Tyson Badgett. Here's the thing about it. You start seeing, as we understand, once you're in the league, right, and there's tape on you, mm-hmm. we know you want to throw those stick routes, right, and we're going to bait those stick routes. Now, two of those throws were just plain bad throws. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were just misreads or they're just plain bad throws. The throw down the seam, the opener, was a throw that was in that he got in. Um, either we say it was a really good throw or he just snuck that one in there. Um, but you look at a situation for him, if you see the same – we have to look at him the same lens as we look at with Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Same exact lens, right? What is the problem being for Justin Fields throwing the football? Justin Fields not only has held on to the ball, but he has not thrown to the windows that were open because those windows closed once he got ready to throw to those windows. And part of that reason is that we still see this offensive line being a sieve. Oh, yeah, the offensive line is. And so we saw a little bit about that civity civity come through against Bajan, and we saw him uncomfortable back there. But um, you still look at that with that football game. If you look at his line, and I think I had it wrote down somewhere. I'm trying to remember. What was his line for last game? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, horrible and horrible. No, I don't, think it, I don't think it was horrible and horrible. I think it was just a situation where you looked at 
um, that that offense, the way it's constructed, um, we only have one really true wide receiver. <laughs> okay, so let's go back. Let's talk about how was it constructed because I don't know, Jay, now at this point, I don't know what kind of offense they're running. So let's look at this. What do you, what do you got? I think you went 25 or 37? Yes. And went, and went for 232. Mm-hmm. And we had uh, – what was that? Was that uh, – he had a couple INTs. I remember that correctly, right? Yes, he did. Um, now, he did to his credit, and I'll, I'll say to his credit, there were drop balls. Oh, 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 oh. All over he, the place. He had two him. touchdowns, I think, on one on one play, didn't he? On one, on one, on one series. <laughs> on one series. Right. So what I'm saying to you, let's look at this. If you if you get some of those those passes caught, they were dropped. Right? All of a sudden you that percentage goes up a little bit. You get that touchdown caught down there where all of a sudden we decided that we was gonna slip slide away and not be able to catch the football because of the blue paint. In the end zone. Mm, I don't know, Jay. It's 67% for 232 yards to Well, well hold on INTs now. We, we, we've looked before. And a 62 rating. We, we've looked before when Justin Fields was throwing for those big numbers, right? And it, and he didn't have those great QB ratings. We're like, look for the yardage he threw for. See, last week, Bajan threw. He had better he had better completion percentage, but not great yardage. And people want to say, well, he didn't push the ball downfield. Well, he had the – and, again, here's that, that dilemma. He had the yards. At 232, he had the yards. This is what I'm saying. So, But some of those throws you saw, those out routes he was throwing, Jay, three of them. I counted one, two, three. One in the second, one in the third, and right. one in the fourth. It was by the grace of the football gods that those weren't taken back to the house. True, but how many times have we seen that situation where guys just miss balls and they get in? And we give and we give credit. Oh, but look, that you, you got that one in there. Uh-uh, these weren't a just like, okay, that commander's game, some of those throws that Justin threw, those were just getting in there. That one, that what was that, the 50-yarder that he threw? Right. That was a just get in there. These were, there's, that. He's not even open, son. There is an under, there's an over, and there's a, a, a under defender. So are we going to judge him as a quarterback that's been starting for three years in the league, or are we going to judge him as a guy who should not even be in the league per se, and he's on his second well, start? Yeah, I, like I just want to know. I hear those things, but I, I, you're I in the know. league. I just want to know. No, no, no. I heard how we, his old man saying that, you know, they slept on my son and woo-woo-woo well, and all that good obviously, stuff. Obviously they did because he's a starting quarterback in the league, and somebody, somebody, he's going to be a good backup in the league. Ah, there you go. He's going to be a good backup in the league. Say that again. He's going to be a good backup He's going to be a good backup in the league. He's but, not going to be your starter. But guess what? Guess what? People are looking at him. Maybe he's going to be the starter for the Chicago Bears. Oh, no. Not maybe, after these, maybe, maybe, these maybe, last no, well, look, look at Justin. Not after these Let's games. Look at Justin. What, these if games, Justin that first game, That first game, he came in and did very well. But he only had 162 yards. See, here passing. we talk about yardage again, but we talk about he moved the sticks, right? He moved the he, sticks. Did he move the, now, let me ask you a question. If the Bears' defense played better. Well, if the Bears' let, defense let's, let's, let's played better, then Justin the, wouldn't be Bears, two years into the terribleness. If the Bears' defense played better, and that game was tighter, and this guy goes down there and puts the ball in the end zone, and he – somehow or another um, get closer in this game or win this game, now let's ask because the Bears were getting run over. Oh, no, 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 no. 
No, no I'm, not bears, gonna, I'm not going to let you do that. Run. Of course you can. Because last the bears, year, the Bears are getting run over. The Cowboys game. Let's go back. If the Bears defense was better, yes. Justin was phenomenal in that Bears game. In okay. that that Cowboys game, you thought at one point you hadn't seen it before, but you said maybe Justin is. There's something that's not right if just the defense would do something. Okay, so let me ask you a question then. Then what's the issue now where everybody was so in love with Justin and now they're not? Oh, no. I, I – I, the I, same I, people I, who don't I, like I, Justin, I think, don't like Justin, and the same the issues are the same. Here's one of the bigger questions now, since everybody's so in love on the Caleb the uh, this oh the USC Caleb Williams band. What's the first thing you hear come out of everybody's mouth? He's what? Slow to release the ball. So, let me so ask he's you. undersized and slow to release. So let the me ball. ask you a question, then. Uh, the bear, we we didn't talk about. We don't talk about picks later on. So, do the bear um, go get a quarterback out of this draft, or do you stay pat? I, I want. Here's the bigger question. No, no, answer that one. Answer that one. If if we think Justin Fields the guy, if we think he's the guy, then we don't need to go get a quarterback. I don't. I. They've already told you he's not the guy. No, no. I'm asking you. I'm going to ask you this. No, I'm no, going to no, put no, it the no, same way you, you just said. See how you no. don't answer. See how you don't answer. I'm going to say it to you the same way you just said to me about a defender. There is no kid that's coming in from college that's better than Justin Fields. So we should stay pat. There's no. There's nobody maybe outside of Shadur Sanders. That's the one I think we – There is he was no coming kid out, coming out that's better than Justin. he was coming out, I would say Shadur Sanders is the if, but I would. There's no way I would come out if I were Shadur Sanders. No, I'm saying to get this money. I'm saying to get this money. Number one, because he can get more. He makes in more than Justin Fields, doesn't right. he? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by far. Yeah. So, by by by, le- okay. by by some leaps and some bounds. Okay. And if they could put something together up in Colorado, maybe if they could put something together with the, with the and make a championship line, run, a if national they put, championship. If run. they could put a defensive offensive line together, that, that's going to be the, that's going to be can. they got they need eight or nine or ten players up there right now. They can get it. If, if they can get those players up there, Colorado's going to be formidable because all them guys, all their all their skill position people are coming back. Because you know, just like I know, kids in college are try-hard kids. And they want to be where the shine is. So if you're telling me Colorado's that new hot and popping place and it's up and jumping and Coach Prime is helping you get to where you got to go, Absolutely. sure, I'm coming. Yeah. Sign me up. So, yeah, I, if, if, the, if all things were – Right for Baradum, Shadur Sanders, because he wants to come out this year. He does. and But it makes no sense to Well, here's the thing about it. His dad says, no, you're not coming out. But Shadur does want to come out. Mm-hmm. So the question is, does Shadur, does Shadur say, hey, Pops, I'm going to the league? <laughs> well, look at what you would have as an option. If you're going to the league right now, if you're Shadur, none of your top Right now, Shadur has the opportunity to be the number one overall pick next year. Hands down. And all he's got to do is win a couple of more games and maybe win a bowl game in Colorado. He's by far that much better. Let's ask a question, though. All right. Is Shadur the best quarterback coming out? Is he better than Bo Nix? Yes. Is he better than Caleb Williams? Yep. So why isn't why we why don't we look at Shadur and say he's the number one quarterback prospect to come out 
of college if he's coming out this year. Again, I don't know where this this Caleb Williams turn has come from, and everybody thinks Caleb Williams is the greatest thing since sliced bread. But there's a kid sitting at Michigan right now that I take before. Ooh, Caleb you? Williams. What you? Yeah. Oh. I like the body build. I like the touch. He's not as fast. He's not going. And he's a kid just like Herbert, just like Josh Allen. He's going to climb the pocket. He's going to work. He's going to go through his progressions. He's not going to take off on you. But if he has to, he'll get up and boogie. Now, the same question, I can't answer that for a kid who goes to North Carolina. And maybe I'm, I feel some kind of way. And I should let me say I feel some kind of way about a North Carolina quarterback right now. I don't want to be Trubisky again. Well, okay. I don't want to be You got to get to Trubisky. I don't want to be Trubisky. Trubisky wasn't ready because he didn't have the quarterback – um, acumen because he didn't play a lot. You know what I'm saying? So you look at that situation, you look at that situation, and you wonder, is a Bo Nix a better pick for you because of the time that he has? He's literally a seasoned veteran. Was he six years now or something like that? He's a seasoned veteran now. He's seen a lot of snaps at the collegiate level at high-powered schools. We're talking about Auburn, you're talking about Oregon. You know, is this a guy you'd rather take in into a ball club? Because whatever ball club these top picks go to, they're not going to be good ball clubs. And this is the reason why I like a Shadur Sanders because he's played under extreme heat, and I think he's the number four um, yardage passer in the country right now. And he his his I've never seen an offensive line this bad. Let me ask you this question. Michigan right now is playing Purdue. The eight and zero Wolverines are mollywhopping the Purdue Boilermakers two and six is thirty four to six. You got JJ McCarthy. Yeah, right? we've heard this conversation that Caleb Williams wants a package deal with Lincoln Riley. If he goes wherever he goes, he wants Lincoln Riley is either the head coach of that team or the offensive coordinator, but more importantly, the head coach. Well, he wants to be bad. He wants to be bad for the next four years. Okay, so here's a question: <laughs> where, where, where are we going? Michigan is getting ready to come up on a sign scandal. Doesn't seem like much, but they just fired a coach that didn't seem to be doing too much coachy things. But he was stealing signs with his own cell phone. I to this day, I still don't understand he why would. you would wear your own. The school clothing and your cell phone to the game. But he had glasses on and a hat. You know, that that should have been okay. (laughs) Okay. So, if I'm J.J. McCarthy and I'm coming out and I've got a wink nod, do I say, hey, I want Jim Harbaugh as my head coach? First thing, I don't think any of these guys get the chance to demand who's going to be their coach. We know they don't. They think they do. They're kids. They don't understand. But – if you had to pick between Lincoln Riley and Jim Harbaugh. I'll take a Jim Harbaugh. Okay. So if Jim Harbaugh is available, he's sitting right at Michigan. He has ties to the Chicago Bears. And he says, I need that kid. And you won't have to spend one of the top five picks on him. Well, okay. Here's I mean it's, and and I Now still, I can't I, think what is now, wait, let me ask this question before I get silly. Is McCarthy available to come even out 
next year, this year, at the end of the year. Because I don't, I mean, I, he's a junior, so yeah. He should be able to come out with his draft class. Yeah, right? he's a 6'3 junior. So, I mean, from LaGrange Park. Yeah, so here's the whole thing about all of that, right? It's, hmm. I don't care what you do, you got to put an offensive line in front of these guys. Okay, well, here here's another question. Oh, Jay Sizzle yes, heard sir. something on the radio today. Yes, sir. That made me stop think. Yes, sir. One of the old ball coaches said all this hooey and fatooey about left tackles and linemen is hooey. Because if you look at what Ryan Poles is doing, who was a NFL lineman, okay, Ryan Poles has not invested in left and right tackles. Ryan Poles let two left tackles go this past offseason. Which was a mistake. Then it was a mistake. But how about this? Yeah. The old ball coach said, if you want development of your quarterback, you don't need high-end tackles. You need best receivers that you can find. You need those who have won Super Bowls, those who have had professional great times, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, all of these guys have had excellent wide receivers. So here's the issue, right? Does the quarterback make the wide receiver do the wide receiver make the quarterback? From what the old ball coach just said, the wide receiver makes the quarterback. So here's the issue. I don't care who you are. Um, Let's see. Let's put the cheetah out there with the bears. Right now? Let's put the cheetah out there with the bears. Let's, he could take the top off of the Let's put Tyreek Hill out there, right? Here's the question. If you have a three technique that's let loose in the middle and he's not blocked. Okay, wait, 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 wait. No, no. <laughs> See, now, no, now, now you're doing, you're, doing, you're doing bad things. We're not talking about such poor technique. We're not getting the ball off. We're not saying just Ali Ali oxen free. <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey, we got we got Borum the human turnstile Come over on. there on the left side. Come Look. On. If you got the cheetah coming across on a sweep route across. It's gonna take him two, it's gonna take him two seconds to clear that linebacker, right? If he's coming from far across, take him two seconds to clear line. Okay. We don't have the time for them long routes. You may not have the time for him right now, but the bigger question is if with Justin, if you have better receivers to say, get me the ball now. Throw the ball. And Justin says, okay, I'm gonna throw it because he's gonna get open. I think he was coming to that point with DJ Moore. My whole thing is right now, I'm not saying Justin is the greatest quarterback, and Justin may not and possibly will not be the one who will lead you to victories because we've seen three years of this foolishness. But are we also saying that we've seen three years of ineptitude from two different administrations, two different general managers, and now two different presidents because see i don't see what kevin warren has done that that would make me say oh that's special well, here's the he thing. ain't even close to deal a land deal yet. here's the thing about all this right when and heals all these wounds it does right and it, so it and, makes everything it, and, the aroma makes it smell really right. good and so until the bear can figure out how to win then it's going to be it's going it's going to smell funky from soda field or from arlington or wherever they're going it's going to smell bad because the problem is with the Bears is that the Bears at least had one side of the football that played well. 
at least at, at one point. At one point, either the offense was playing good or the defense was playing good. We just have a situation that this is probably one of the worst Bears tackling defenses I've ever seen. This is probably the worst Bears team in the history of the organization. Yeah, so this is a really – and we're talking – we're going back to Sexy Rexy. You know, you're going back to <laughs> – We can go back past Red Grange. Well, Red this, Grange was actually good. I'm just saying, go past him. Go further. Go down to the beginnings of the annals. This team, I don't even know how you justify unless Ryan Poles is so enamored with the way that Eberflus sees him and, and, and gives him adoration. I can't look at him on a daily basis and say he's the head coach of my team. Not when I'm looking at a team that looks like this. Well, here's the issue, right? Same thing with Ibra Flew, same thing with there has been no continuity of coaches Ever. for the Chicago Bears. Because this is Since a, Dicka. This is a Janet Jackson type situation going on. What have you done for me lately? You know? And you can't run you can't run an organization like this. You cannot run an organization where people are not allowed to build a team. You can't say, hey, I need you to build a team, but if you lose the next two seasons, you're out of here. One of the reasons why um, the 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 um, Pittsburgh has been in the hunt on a record. Now, we're not talking about have they been winning championships. But one of the reasons why they've been in the hunt all these years is that because they have had a coaching staff that stayed intact. They knew these guys. They knew what was going on. They knew about going out and their, their scouting, everything else like that. And they've always been a decent football team. Now we see them coming under some things right now because they had a mishap on quarterbacking for a while. That's what happens. But everybody has a mishap on quarterback. We're just the ones who can't figure out how to keep a quarterback. And then we got who wants to come here? In these situations, who wants to come into a situation? It's just like, okay, just like the Bulls and free agency, right? For a lot of years, the Bulls couldn't get top free agents to come in and play in. Why are all these free agents going everywhere else other than the other than the Bull? Why are why are the Bears getting um, Sweat's a very good edge rusher, right? What else are we gonna get with him? Is there anybody else coming knocking on the door and say, "I want to play out there on, on out there well, in Soldier no, Field"? No, no, no. You, you had to give a second round pick away just to get him because you weren't going to be able to sign him in free. This agency. is what I'm saying. And so now you had even even you had Jalen Johnson out here trying to find a way to get out of here, trying to find a way to get out of here, and he still couldn't get out of here. And now they're going to probably have to hit him with a franchise tag and pay him mm-hmm. sixteen or seventeen million dollars to franchise him, and then he's still going to hit free agency. Well, and shout out to Mike Tomlin. Let me say this. The Steelers right now, 5-3, and three, sitting second in the AFC North. That division has the Browns and the Bengals sitting in it. Ravens are on top. They're a game behind the Ravens. So shout out to uh, Noopy. old Noopy. He's doing it and putting it in. And listen, we're going to go to break. And when we come back from break, we still got to talk a lot of sports, get your money up, get your Bulls game up, got to know what's going on with the in-game tournament. You know, we're going we're gonna to do a lot of things. So we're going to just make sure that we keep you informed and give you the hottest information you can get. You're listening to The Sizzle here on WGVE. 
You're listening to The Sizzle on WGVE 88.7 FM. I've always been told I gotta be strong. Thick skin, stiff upper lip, tough as nails. But to be everything for everybody, it wears on you. Black don't crack, they say, but it can. I can. We all can. Y'all, it's okay to not be okay. Reach out to a friend if you see him going through it. No matter who you are, being vulnerable is what makes us whole. Learn how to help at SeizeTheAqua.org. And check out BadBitchesHaveBadDaysToo.com for even more resources, hotties. Ah. When the stadium lights are dimmed, when the cameras stop flashing, when the pads are off, the pressure sinks in and it's just me. Just me in a world of expectation. Nobody can carry that alone. But pressure doesn't have to be carried alone. What if we came together as a team? Embrace talking openly about our mental health. If we reached out, checked in. Seize the awkward. Imagine what we could do. Want the best in sports, music, and culture? Well, look no further than The Sizzle, the hottest talk show in the 219. We're with you every Saturday night from 8 p.m. to 12 a.m. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share The Sizzle. 219 on every social media platform you're on and wherever you get your favorite podcast. We are The Sizzle, here on Gary's Voice of Education, WGVE 88.7 FM. Everybody knows why 
You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Will J, let me say this. If you're listening to The Sizzle, then you're going to get to the yams because we're going to get you that money that gets you to the yams right now. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to figure out how to get these money lines in, if you want to figure out what's going on with this in-season tournament, before it's time to give you all of the good mixing that we got coming for you, that Jay Sizzle mix is on fire. But Jay? Yeah. Let me tell you something. All right, let's get first things first out the way. Um the NBA has instilled a new plan. It's the new, brand new NBA in-season tournament. Okay, well, we always got to do everything you, you, you Europeans do. Well, because obviously people enjoy what they're watching in Europe, and they don't enjoy it here in the States. And so it's a seven-game series, and... Um, we got Group A, Group B. We don't know nothing about these groups. Group C. It's hard to do it in America because, as to your point, we don't even do it in Pop Warner. No, we don't. You don't do it in any type of amateur. There's no group play, so it's no group A, group B. The only thing we do is round robin. That's about the only thing we know about. That if you lose, if you lose two, you out the tournament. So it's one of those things where on Friday night the game started and it was seven games. And actually, they were all competitive. I know a lot of people were upset about the flooring because of the coloring with the flooring. I didn't have a problem with it. It to me, the graphics were bad. I got, it wasn't the floor that was bad. It was what was on the floor. I got reverse vitiligo, and <laughs> it makes me dizzy. So I don't know. Was that vertigo? I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I can't. Like you ever you ever see those those uh, floors that have like the fake scoreboards down there? You know how they make those like that? That messes me up every time. Well, it's one of those things where you looked at the tournament and you you saw that there was harder play. There was more dedicated play. You saw two things. Number one that the Bulls are the Bulls, and they are who they are, and they they do what they say they're going to do. No, they don't. And then the Memphis Grizzlies are cooked. They're not only barbecue chicken, they're flambéed, they're grilled. This season is over for the Memphis Grizzlies. What's happening with with John Morant? Well, even when John Morant comes back, there's there's some bigger issues here. He's on a – still on, what, 19-game suspension? Yeah, sabbatical. Uh, Derrick Rose is hurt again. They have no bigs there. What, what do you think was going to happen when you brought old school out there? Well, I mean, seriously, what do you think when you brought Der- – this is an old Derrick Rose. Right. Right? I mean, I love Derrick Rose. Don't get me wrong, but Derrick Rose probably – you know how much money he paid me, man? Is he talking like – I don't think he talks like that, though. No, you – no. He doesn't talk like that. If I did my Derrick Rose impression, there would be angry people. I, I love Derrick Rose. I love Derrick too, but this is this is a situation now where you're asking yourself, how is Memphis going to pull themselves out of it? And you're thinking to yourself, maybe Memphis is getting ready to get a good pick out of this. And that might be the silver lining for Memphis right now. Well, I mean, look, here's the problem with picks. We've seen all the sure um, picks, right? We've seen them all. And the only real sure one that we've seen that's absolute can't miss is Wimbignana. You know, he's he's the most I can't miss pick yet. 
you know, he 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 is the number one number one of all time. I think I I put him up there, the number one number one over LeBron right now. You know, I think I I think he's gonna put up numbers his rookie year that we we don't even we've never seen something like that. Once he gets it figured out, he's dropping thirty a ball game. You know, how you stopping that guy? But beyond that, um. Picks are just as you said, and it's the same thing we were just talking about it with the Bears. Picks are picks. That it's a expectation, it's a calculation, but you never know what these kids are going to be. No, you, you never, never know how they're going to matriculate. In and you never know. And the problem is now is that we always we always look at picks past when the picks have had time to mature, right? Mm-hmm. So we can't say, "Oh, you made a bad pick." No, they made the kid went to a bad team, mm-hmm. a very bad team. You know. And maybe you look at even you know even we talk about some of these young players that came to these bad teams. You look, you know, I mean, you would go to, to another sport. You look at if Tom Brady doesn't go to the Patriots, say he goes to a bad team. Mm-hmm. Do do we have the Tom Brady story? Or Patrick Williams goes to a better team. Does he sit on the sidelines in the lime green leprechaun shoes? And that is the question right now. The Bulls are playing the Denver Nuggets. They are losing seventy six ninety two. The five and one Denver Nuggets are drubbing the Bulls right now. The two and four Bulls, and I remember in preseason, everyone was them. talking about how amazing the Bulls looked in the first preseason game, and then they played them again the next game, and it was horrible. Anytime you have to have the team meeting, all right, guys, everyone get together. All right, I don't know what you guys have been doing, but I know I'm playing the best that I can play, and if you need to play better, um, because it's my contract year, and you need – I don't know what you guys are doing. I'm sure that's how that went. It probably was exactly how that went. But let me ask you quickly, Jay, before we start talking about the parlays and some money. Yeah. What did you think about the in-game, the new in-season tournament? I think it's a whole bunch of hooey, right? If they just want to give out some money, give out some money. Hey, look, whoever wins the most games in the next 20, next seven, mm-hmm. we're going to give you some cash. How about that? Let's go. Look, it makes look no, nobody really okay. Here's the whole thing about it. I can't follow it. It's too hard. I don't know who's winning. I don't know who's losing. I really don't care. These are a whole bunch of millionaires anyway. Why should I care, right? Mm-hmm. My problem is if you're gonna play this hard, how much money are they making? Is it a billion? Yes. You no, know what I'm saying? No, it's no billion. No, no. Well, here's my problem is why all of a sudden y'all gonna play hard for seven games? Y'all wasn't playing hard because now these games mean something. There's pride involved in it. There's no pride. Look, anytime you got guys who just got $20 million just laying around, they're not even worried about it. Mm. You know, they're not, I mean, they're really not even worried. How much you got to make, 20? Oh, that's it? That's right. Well, that's why we're here to get people some more money because in the NFL, you get paid and they don't have 20 millions laying around. No, they're not 20 millionaires there. For week nine, it's not. Okay, it's who, not. what we got? Who, who can make us some money? All right, so last week, you know, the parlays were all screwed up. Kansas City did some who against oh, to hey, you. To, I know money Should we, should we bench terrible. Mahomes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's at that point over there now. We should just bench Mahomes. <laughs> Sit him. So, okay, you got the Chiefs. So here are your marquee matchups, yeah. right? You got the Chiefs against the Miami Dolphins uh-huh. in Germany. You've got the Buffalo Bills against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night. Uh-huh. And you still got you got a couple of other things here. So I'm going to give you some quick money out there. Look at some of these teams for week nine. I say Chiefs negative two versus the Dolphins. The Falcons, all right, 
watch this one. Negative 4.5 versus the Vikings and the Texas, a negative 2.5 versus the Buccaneers. Which way do you go on that one? I say you take the Buccaneers. I say Bucks, the money line, and um, Vegas says put your money on the Texans. But if you need an upset special, I say go Chiefs, Falcons, Bucks. You like the chefs? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I like the chefs. I know we have all this great talk about the Dolphins, but the Dolphins, again, have not won against a team with a winning record. Okay. Why are you just clouding up a good story with facts? Listen, they are 2-0 and against teams with winning records, and they rank 25th in points allowed per game. So – the one thing that the Chiefs do do is they hold opponents to the second lowest scoring output, and that is at 16.1. That's what a good defense was in a, in a ball uh, offense that could control the football. If you're looking for good money, I say Patrick Mahomes. I know he's turned the ball over a little bit more, but it should be a competitive game. The Falcons will be starting Taylor Heineke. So those of you who are Desmond Ritter's families and friends, he will not be playing. That happens. And Jaron Hall will be playing for the Vikings, so I say go with the Falcons, get your money, get your money. And, okay, all right, the Texans are doing some things, but I'm not I'm not, I'm not, not sold on D'Amico Ryans and his club. So I'm just telling you right now, listen, man, if you want some favorite parlays, I say back the Browns, back the Eagles, and back the Bengals. Browns are a good bet. I think that when you're talking about, if you're talking about parlays and a plus 240 or better, I'm saying Browns over the Cardinals, Eagles over the Cowboys, Bengals over the Bills. How far the mighty have fallen the Cowboys? Oh, well, I don't, how mighty were they actually? Well, you think about it, they, they were they were supposed to be in the team. NFC, the Cowboys, was going to come through, go through Dallas. Yeah, got that always, palace down there. And no, and we got Dak, Dak who gets pressed and, nothing, and not ha- nothing happens. Always. It always is that way. But, look, we got some long shots, too. So, for week nine, your long shot bets for the underdog parlay, I say Seahawks. That's a plus six at the Ravens. Ooh. Rams over Packers and Jets over Chargers. I'm not putting my money on Jets, and I'm not putting my money on Rams. Rams has a they have a new quarterback coming in. I'm sticking with the Packers and I'm sticking with the Chargers, but those are the long parlays. So I mean, Seattle has a really good against the spread count. Uh, so if you want to go that route, Seattle might go into Baltimore and win. But you're talking about a cross country trip. I don't. I wouldn't put much on it. No, it, it's just the most greatest and worst NFL ever because you just don't know who's going to win any given Sunday. That's true, you don't. But at this point, there are some games I would stay away from. Raiders and Bears being one. No money. I don't care what the over or the under is. This is probably a pick em game, which the Bears will probably, by happenstance, win. So What? Yeah. Are you are you mean to say you mean the young fella is going to actually pull off another win? He's going to be two and one. I'm saying at this point, nobody knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You don't know. I don't know. This is one of those games where you think that the Saints should come in and do handle their business. Logic tells you the Saints should win at home against the Bears. Yeah. 
but I've seen wackier things. Any given Sunday. What time is that game? Do you know? That game is at noon on CBS, so look for CBS noon tomorrow, which is on Sunday. You can watch Bears at the Saints, and it'll be a rump-roaring shindig. You know, usually uh, these last few Bears games by uh, part of the way through the third quarter, I'm watching, um, you know, Andy Griffith or uh, (laughs) – no, Andy Griffith's not on that late. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. It's not on great. that late. Because the, the Bears have had more national games. We talked TV about that Land. earlier. TV they have Land. T- TV Land has Oh, okay. And by the way, for all of those who are taking the parlays or the un, they're taking those prop bets, uh, Taylor Swift will not be in Germany. So She didn't make the trip? Land. No. She, you mean she, it's over? No, she's making money somewhere else. She's in concert somewhere. Taylor, the Swifties. Look, man, I got a question for you real yes, sir. quick before we get ready yes, sir. to get to your mix. Yes, sir. If you had the chance to date Taylor Swift. What? Right If now. you just had one Taylor, one Swift, would you take it? <laughs> or you just let it drop? <laughs> Look, have you listened to any Taylor Swift music? Yes. I actually, I went back and played some, because I was like, do I know any Taylor Swift? And then I was like, yeah, I know some of these Taylor Shake It Off or something? Shake, Bruh, shake it that off. was one of the... If you got a niece or you got a little sister, you got some little people, some girls, if you've taught young ladies, yeah. you've heard Shake It Off. I just played that. I, I went and found me some Taylor Swift, Shake It Off. I think it was another song I played. You know, Shake, Shake, Shake It Off. You know, Taylor, it's not, look, Taylor Swift music is not too bad. No, Taylor Swift has some. I, okay, okay, let me ask a question. I'm Taylor not going to say jammies, but she's got, well, yeah, she does have some jammies. Taylor Swift, who's the, who's the, um, the one that was on, um, oh, The I Voice. I know Taylor, uh, more Taylor Swift songs than I know Ashanti songs. Oh, that's sad. That is sad. But it is what What's it is. her name? The one that was dating um, the country singer dude on The Voice. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Okay, Gwen Stefani or Taylor Swift. Which way are we going? I was into ta- I was into Gwen Stefani in college. I really was. So Gwen's got good songs. I like Gwen. I'm, I'm more, I know more Gwen Stefani music than I would Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift was way out of my wheelhouse. Well, you know, I didn't know Taylor Swift was as good as she is. Mm-hmm. She's got some good, but it's, it's poppy R and B. It's all pop R and B. But you know who who am I to say? You see her fan group that she did, had travels with her everywhere she goes. Hey, I'm just saying, if you have a chance to get Taylor Swift, would you neglect your barber and just go to Great Clips and get your hair cut from now on? I'd go to Great Clips anyway over my barber. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you know it's about that time. It's time for the Jay Sizzle Mix. Oh, my goodness. Listen, it's the Sizzle Mix here only on WGVE, the hottest music, the hottest talk. We're talking about sports, culture, and music here on The Sizzle. You're listening to The Sizzle's House Party Mix on WGVE 88.7 FM. <laughs> 